Hola, soy Miguel Matos Gonzalez. Coming to you on Firme, y Cuentos, y Arte Podcast for everybody. That's right. From a Chicano for everybody. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I see a lot of and it's all over social media it's all over marketing it's all over advertising it's all over the everywheres is the term Latinx and Hispanic used to be the most commonly used label yeah however I see a lot of that shift over to Latinx and I see it not just amongst the Mexican community, but I see it amongst the you know rest of the Central American community. I even see it in Spain. Not like in Spain, but I guess you can say Spanish musicians, actors, entertainers, they are being categorized under the, the label Latin. Latinx and a lot of people that are uh, LGBTQ they prefer that term because it's non-gendered and it's inclusive of them and I support that I really do I really really do because they (laughs) as a community are hinted like anybody else you know and as a community, they've brought some wonderful things to life. Their culture, their unique heritage, their unique culture, their microculture that they are embodied within us as our Latinidad is. And, you know, I, I see this and I think that's great that that's to be as inclusive as possible for for all of us that have a Spanish-speaking background, that come from our own diverse uh, little pockets, being Puerto Rican, Guatemalan, uh, you know, Panamanian, we we have our own little microcultures within our macroculture of being Spanish-speaking, and the more I see. The Latinx term, the more I read and I hear that people don't like it, and it's usually not not just the older generation, so it's not just a generational thing. However, yes, I do see it in the older generation, the over 50, you know, generation. I, I see it. And then I also see it from Mexican-Americans that identify as Chicanos. Chicanas. And of course they have Icanex, which is the X at the beginning instead of the C, and then instead of an O or A, it has an X at the end. So I see that too. And it's like, a lot of this, it spurs into an argument of what are and I see a lot of a lot of anger 
and a lot of division within these labels that it, I mean, it really hurts me as a brown Spanish-speaking man that is heterosexual and personally self-identifies as a Chicano, it, it hurts me to see this division amongst our own population, amongst our own extended family, you know, and there's more, I guess there's more emphasis on how different we are versus how similar we are, you know, and it's like, and I'm not wanting to pick on a certain demographic or a certain community or a certain group of people, I'm not, please don't think that I'm, I'm identifying one over the other, it's just, I'm using these just as examples, okay, but again, the, the Mexican-American population, some of them do identify as Chicano, others do not, they identify as Hispanic, or they identify as being Mexican, they don't even plug in the American part, <laughs> puro Mexicano, man. You know, they, yeah. And that's that's just one of those, those mixed up things. And then when you go to, you know, a census form, you go to um, an application, you go to uh, a formal form to, to get a passport, to get a new driver's license because you moved to a new state, you know, and they want to know, well, are you white, black, Alaskan, Native, uh, you know, Asian, Pacific Islander, Hispanic, they always have the label Hispanic, or other. Well, what do people put? If there's so much Puerto Rican pride, do they put Puerto Rican under the other? <laughs> do they do that? Because they have this pride, it seems, because they're an American um, property out there. Yeah, they're American, so they say. Not quite legal citizens, but are they? I don't know. That's a good question. I'd have to learn more about that. Because they're not quite a state, but they are under protection and service from the United States. So, yeah. That's where things get a little wishy-washy. And that's where people kind of start to tout their own cultural pride and their own heritage pride. And they push that. They impose that upon other people. I feel that they impose it upon other people because we're used to being imposed upon us. You're going to be Hispanic. You're going to be Mexican-American. You are going to be Latino-Latina. You will be Latinx now. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, who's making up these labels, man? Who's, and why are they making up these labels? Who are they making them up for? You know, not everybody that speaks Spanish is connected to their Spanish heritage. They're really, they're, I mean, really, they're not. You know, not everybody that speaks Spanish can actually be called Spanish anymore. Not anybody that speaks Spanish 
can be connected to, to their European heritage anymore because of the, the generations upon generations that have come through and evolved and changed our Spanish language, changed our culture, changed our social norms, that those of us in the Americas, we have more indigenous heritage than we do Spanish heritage. You know, our only connection that we have to Spain would probably be our name. I mean, really. That's, that's probably the only connection that we have left to Spanish heritage. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the only thing we have. You know, and again, I'm not speaking for everybody. And I'm, I'm trying to, to navigate through this this topic that I, I read a lot about on and I, I see a lot of and I'm part of these conversations, you know, through social media, what have you. And there is a lot of anger. There is a lot of separation and division in trying to self-identify. You know, white people don't care about that. Black people, they're busy with their lives mattering. You know, they're busy on their path. And we, as people that are Spanish-speaking, regardless of our skin color, be it brown, black, white, and regardless of our cross-cultural heritage of being, you know, Afro, being Asian, being, you know, white, Spanish-speaking, it just, just, regardless of all of that, we have one common characteristic, and that is one of our languages being Spanish. Yeah, either that's our first or our second language. Yep, Spanish, that's what connects us, that colonized language. And that's where, where our ties are together, and that's what sets us as a bigger, broader, stronger community apart from the other black, brown, indigenous, and, and Asian Pacific Islander people. Yeah. So, in all this, I just wonder if we were to have a term, a label for all of us to say, in, you know, in, in solidarity, men, solidarity, you know, together, are we just gente? Aren't we just people? That's what I think. That's what I feel. And that's also what I'm comfortable with sharing with just about anybody that speaks Spanish. Because that's a bond that ties us together, making us a bigger, stronger family. You know what I mean? And it's it's the fact that we're gente. We're just people. We are. We matter. We're people. We're gente. I can't openly call myself a Latinx person because I wasn't born in the Latin Americas, nor were my parents or my grandparents. 
ever you go back to my country, you're gonna have to pull all the white people out of Texas. I'm waiting, so yeah, have patience with that. But yeah, that's that's where a lot of the history hasn't been told. That's where a lot of the history has just kind of been hidden and romanticized and created and into textbooks and taught, put into movies. I remember one exhibit that I was a part of back in San Antonio, and it was around the time of the, the Battle of the Alamo, and it was about the Battle of the Alamo <laughs> from the perspective of the Mexican soldier, from the perspective of the Mexicans, and um, yeah, it was a really powerful show. A lot of people, they came to see that show. They, their jaws dropped. They were moved. And I think it's the first time that I had been a part of something that was that powerful in discussing the truth of our heritage. Because it, it is true. You see all the movies, you read the books, you hear the stories of David Crockett, the hero. I'm going to Texas, all of you can go to hell. <laughs> and Jim Bowie, look at my knife. Yeah, look at that, look at that knife. Yeah, those guys, Travis, everybody. And it's just, it's it's really hard to to have to bring that truth out because it makes for some very awkward situations and really difficult conversations. As I've said before, it's those awkward conversations that really move us forward. It moves us forward in equity. It moves us forward in our self-identity. It moves us forward in being respected as a culture, as a people. Being seen as a people. And that's where I feel if we... Spanish-speaking population, if we could unite under one one word together, I feel it would be gente. And then amongst the gente, then you have your individual smaller families. Then you've got your Puerto Ricans, your Peruvians, Guatemalans, Mexicans. You've got everybody that comes down from there. And then within those macro cultures, then you have your micro cultures of being Chicano and being Chicana and being Chicanex. That's where everybody can have their place, everybody can be included, and just imagine if all the Spanish-speaking people in this world would unite instead of, of divide themselves because of the labels that were imposed upon them, but if they could unite, imagine, imagine the difference we could make in our story and fighting back against ice and 
people. And I know I've said before that demanding is, is never a good thing, but but you know that would actually give us a lot of power if we were here tonight. Probably wouldn't even have to demand anything. We could just simply say what it is. Imagine that. All that power we'd have together as police officers, as doctors, lawyers, judges, yeah, city leaders, artists, engineers, educators, yeah, construction workers, laborers, oh god, <laughs> laborers, wow, yeah, yeah, imagine if we would unite as gente and not go to work for a day, imagine how much of an impact that would make on the United States of America. How many people would not work in the fields? And how many people would not be in the classrooms? Or at the judges' stand? Or on the beat? Or ready to fight fires? Or defend this nation in the United States military? Imagine if Hente were to unite. That'd be something else. That's a dream that I have. <laughs> really, it is. I don't know that I'm ever going to see it happen. Because people, they tend to put their pride before people. Before anything else. They put their pride in there. Yo soy mexicano! Yeah! Brr. Yeah! Puerto Rican! Brr. Pride! Puerto Rican pride! Well, yeah! I get it. We get it. You love your country. You love the food. Love your flag. Good flag. Love the flag. But you know what? And bring your flag over here and put it next to mine. Yeah. Let's work together. Bring your your flag next to mine and create a bigger, stronger nation. Imagine if we took all these flags that we, we come under and, and we're, we're born under, if we take all these flags and we're to just kind of group them together, imagine the size that, that that flag would be. Imagine that. Yeah. It'd be something else to, to see our gente unite and show the world who we really are. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, now I'm not trying to be negative and say it's not going to happen because we can't do it. But you know what? We're not doing it. <laughs> We're not. Look around. Look around. Yeah, look at yourself. I look at myself. And yeah, like I said, I do identify as, as a Chicano artist. That's what I feel that I am. But I would be willing to take that pride, put it in my pocket, keep it close to me, and take my arm, put it around my brother, my sister, and say, but together, I, I may be a Chicano, but together, you, my Colombian friend, we're 
Caliente. Because we've both been colonized by Spain. We both have a shared heritage. And we both have that same mission of having our voice heard, having our history told. Yeah. And I'd take my other arm and I'd put it around my queer friend from who knows, from Peru. And <laughs> I would say, and you, you're my friend too. Yeah, we may not walk the exact same path. We may not have come from the same direction, but we're perceived as the same. And we're all seen as, in most cases, something bad. Yeah, in many cases. Something wrong. Something that's not supposed to be. Either it's for our sexual preference and our lifestyle, or if it's simply because we speak Spanish, or it's simply because our skin is brown, or maybe because it's not brown, maybe because our skin is black. Yeah, we're black, but we speak Spanish. And we have the name, you know, Garcia. You know, and it's, it's one of those things that we have so much more in common than we have apart from each other that yeah, we, we need to unite we should I just hope that that people I just hope that people do and they, they come to that realization that we can get more done together than we will on our own yeah but anyhow those are ideas, those are thoughts. That's what I'm thinking of cultura right now. And I want to let you know that I had a talk with with these two <laughs> amazing women. They identify as Latinas. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. Or at least that's where they live now. They're not from there. That's where they live now. And um, their their goal, their mission, their story is to find the stories like this of different people and and connect with them and share them and just, you know, talk some good old school cheese man, man. Just to talk with these people and get the lowdown. Get the story. You know, who are you? Where are you from? Why are you? What do you do? How do you feel about you know, you're a Latinidad. How do you feel about, you know, being Mexican-American, being Puerto Rican, being what have you, where you're living? You know, what's it like? You know? What's it like being there? And to learn those stories and to go back into their history. What's your family history? Where are you from? Where about your parents? You know, stuff like that. Going through that family history and getting that lineage together and just painting that picture like I was just like I've been saying is that you know painting that picture that that we aren't all that different no oh no 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 we are not all that different we are far more alike than we are different and that we as gente we have a voice and it could be a powerful voice together yeah so these two Latinas are they're they're jumping off the ledge, they're taking a chance, 
and they're starting a series of podcasts and interviews and talks and they're called the Tra- Traveling Comadres <laughs> Traveling Comadres yeah because they are comadres and they're wanting to connect with Spanish speaking gente all across the US and, and, and abroad they want to learn where are you what are you doing what's it like yes what's going on that's what they want to do they want to connect and they're they're getting ready to start interviewing people and you know I, I totally love what they're doing I totally believe in what they're wanting to put together I see it I see their vision I really do and it's it's a beautiful thing it's going to be great it's going to be awesome and I have a feeling that, that what they're doing has the ability to connect gente like nothing else really they, they have the ability to do that and on top of that you know they are genuinely buena gente you know they are good people that when you just start talking with them you connect with them and you're like they know me <laughs> they get me <laughs> you know it's that kind of a of a of a explosion when you meet them and you talk with them and then you're like wow you know somebody's just like me you know I'm born here from there my spanish is goodish it's not oh could be better that person's better but mine's better than that guy over there yeah yeah all those you know questions of who am I where am I from where am I going what am I doing catching house Mickey Mouse you know all that yeah they answer all that you know not not because they know everything not because there's some you know little well, little crystal ball and can tell you everything no but they they know it because they've been there too and they're not afraid to tell you what they've experienced they're not afraid to tell you like it is no they they're willing to to real talk with you and to share with you and to learn from you and i mean there's so much that that there has to be shared amongst our community that they're ready you know and this is i think is a great a great opportunity at the, at the right time to help gente place differences aside not to erase them not to take away your heritage but to put your pride a little to the side and be able to put your hand out to somebody else and you know what and be a part of a bigger community and truly unite so yeah we've got traveling comadres coming up very very soon and um yeah, it's, it's going to be something else. It's a, it was a really good talk that I had with them. And I'm glad we were able to record that and share this with you. And, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm super excited to introduce them to you. Very proud to. But, yeah, that's, that's what I have for today. So, we will catch you again. And I will bring some gente to you. <laughs> Bueno.